thanks everyone for coming out. I know it's been a while, but we want to get these coaches in front of you guys. Coach, these are kind of the, the beat media that see you almost every day. Awesome. Um, I'll start with the first one, get you going, and then we can open up. Just how's your time in Boulder been so far? It's been great. You finally got the family settled out here a couple weeks ago and unpacking boxes and getting to know the kids and teaching like crazy and you know, enjoying our time and getting to know the lay of the land. I can make it to the facility now without using GPS, so I, I think I'm making strides. <laughs> And then if you can just introduce yourselves yeah. for him the first time, guys. Hi, Coach. Nikki Edwards with the CU Sports Report. It's not often when a head coach takes an offensive coordinating position. Why did you decide to take this job? Yeah, I mean, it was a tremendous opportunity. Uh, I knew there'd be great things that were happening here. And, you know, the work that we had done at Kent State was second to none and really proud of what we did there. But knew that for what I was after, what the opportunity was for my family and everything that this could provide for my family uh, now and in the future is something I had to jump at. Brian Howell from the Bulls Daily Cameron. Um, Coach Sanders has mentioned that you, know, you guys didn't have a relationship before, but there were people that you knew. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of uh, walk us through that process of like how you had got connected to Coach Sanders and then wound up here? Yeah, I mean, I guess probably kind of like any sort of networking opportunity or the way you guys kind of got your jobs and everything, right? There's a there's a connection of people that you trust on each side and um, you know there's a guy that I played with that, that connected us and kind of knew members of the staff that we're coming with and opened up those doors and started the conversation and as we were going through it you know there was a lot of different moving pieces that as it came together making sure that both for both of us it was going to be exactly what we were looking for and it was you know so it came together it's been a great marriage so to speak ever since we've been rocking and rolling here and excited to do the work together and to, to do what we need to do. Uh, Jack Carlo, Buffalo's Wire, uh, kind of going off of Nikki's question there, I'm wondering if you could just talk about your time at Penn State and just what you learned there, how you kind of apply some of those lessons to see you. Yeah, I mean, you, you learn when you sit down in that head coach's chair, you got no idea what that role is until you're in that chair. Um, you think you have some answers and you don't, and luckily I got some great mentors that I've been able to reach out to and get some more insight from, um, you know, got, got scarred from those things in a good way, right? I'm proud of those scars, proud of what I learned, proud of how we had to continue to adapt and, and, and change and evolve and not just be stagnant, right, with what we were doing, but to be continuing to grow and learn a lot about that job and how we had to shape that. And, and as we get here, you know, learn a lot about this opportunity and how we're gonna have to build it and how we're gonna have to grow it, you know, so that we can get the immediate results that we're after. Hi, Coach. Adam Munster Tiger from 24-7 Sports. Uh, you made it no secret that you wanna have a fast tempo offense here. What, what are the keys when you're implementing an up-tempo scheme that, that help make that efficient? Yeah, great teachers. Right? We're, we're fortunate to have a great staff um, to where you can empower your staff to know the concepts, to understand the details and the techniques um, so that they can be taught in a very clean and concise manner so that the kids can learn it so that they can go apply and um, you know, think fast, know fast, do fast. We need high football IQ guys that are confident in what they're seeing and what they're doing so that they can you know, respond with discipline in the right way so that we can go execute some base level things at a really, really high level um, and get a ton of reps doing that so that over the long haul, whatever problems the defense show us, that we know the solutions and we can respond accordingly. Tony Casola of Buffalo's Wire. Um, traditionally, CU's run the ball a lot, you know, had some great ground games. How do you see your stable of running backs using the ground game to get that up-tempo attack going? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some badger blood in me from where I played, right? And the years that we were at Kent State in 2021, we were the number three Russian team in the country, only behind two service academies. So we're going to run the football. Um, when it comes to our offensive identity, you know, we got to control what we can control. We have to own the line of scrimmage, and we have to maximize our calculated shots. So we need to establish a ground game. Um, you know, without that, you become too one-dimensional, and uh, you need to be able to have a punch and a counter punch. So we got to be able to throw it. we got to be able to run it. To say what we have in the stable right now, I don't know because I haven't seen these kids play football just yet. I haven't watched any tape because I don't know what they were coached a year ago. I want everyone to have a clean slate. I think it's one of the best things that we all can get at times is a fresh start and a clean slate. And I want to be able to evaluate our guys based off of what we're coaching them to do and then how they're going to perform based off of what we're asking them to do. And then we'll figure out how those pieces come together. Hey, Sean. Tyler King, Denver Gazette. Um, you brought Coach O'Boyle with you from Kent State. Why was that so important to you, and kind of what does he bring to your offense on coaching the offensive line group? Yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to the offensive philosophy, right, of controlling the line of scrimmage, and he's a guy that I've done great work with for the past five years. We, we've, we've been in the foxhole together, and just in terms of implementing what we're going to do to be able to have someone that already knows it from, you know, the front seven perspective so that him, you know, and, and our tight ends and, and Coach Brewster and Coach Flea, they can go off and, and kind of work in their silo a little bit, whether it be run or pass pro, and then I can work you know, with Coach Brett and the throw game, and we can get those things implemented. It just helps expedite the learning process. And again, also having someone, again, that you know, when you're coming into a situation where you're, you're making new bonds and, and, you're, and you're figuring out you know, the, the, the working relationships of how everything's going to go, to have someone up front. I mean, those big guys don't get enough, and you guys are going to get to meet Coach O'Boyle, and he ain't going to want to talk very much at all. You know? um, but you know, those guys make it go. You know, you win the game up front in the trenches with the O-line and the D-line. I know everyone else gets the stats and everyone else gets the headlines, but if you don't keep those ball carriers clean, you don't keep the quarterback upright, all, all the X's and the O's don't matter whatsoever. So it's critical to have him with me here on this journey. Hey, Coach. Uh, Jake Schwanitz, DMVR Sports. There you are. What's up? Um, I'm curious just who influenced your style of offense, either teams or coaches in yeah, I was very fortunate to be around some really, really good coaches, right? Played for Coach Alvarez. Coach Paul Christ was my position coach for a couple of years. And then, you know, under Coach Bielema as well at Wisconsin. And then for six years being with Coach Babers and, and you know, the tempo style of play and then kind of taking – you know, some of my own ideas and different factors of it all. But, you know, the organizational leadership aspect of Coach Alvarez, I lean very heavily on him as a head coach and now guiding and leading, you know, the offensive side of the ball here. You know, there's a lot of structural things that we do that are very similar to what he did. Um, coach Chris, from a game planning and play caller perspective, I knew I wasn't very good player. You guys can look at the stats for all that. So I, I really picked his brain when we were together, um, you know, because it's something I knew that I wanted to get into. And it was fortunate for him to, to share some wisdom. And then, you know, I, I'm not here if it's not for Coach Babers. You know, he took me into his office and, you know, hired me because I was a Chicagoland guy and he was at Eastern Illinois and, again, saw something enough in me that he wanted to teach me. And from being with him as slot receiver coach to having all the receivers and then to ultimately getting the opportunity to, to call it and coach the quarterbacks. And, again, his tutelage, his guidance, and his perspective on life, you know, has led me to this spot. Hey, Coach Ryan, coming from DNVR Sports. Uh, I'm curious what you think the biggest difference is between a successful and an unsuccessful play caller. It's a good question. I would say knowing your people, right, knowing what's around you. Uh, I think at times we probably get a little bit too rigid as play callers to say, hey, this is who we are, this is what we're going to be, and this is how we go about it, as opposed to knowing and assessing what you have. 
and how you need to play it. Because again, at the end of the day, like we can grab markers and go on these boards, and I feel pretty confident in X's and O and anyone that's in this room, right? But it, it, it's about the players. They make plays. You know, whatever we draw up, I mean, an expo marker is probably, what, five cents or whatever it is, right? Like, that's the worth of what it is. But players make plays. So you got to know your players and you got to put them in a position to be successful and you got to be able to know where they're at mentally and what they feel confident in doing so that when you're in a defining moment where you got to have a play, you know, you're able to play to their strengths and they feel confident in doing it and executing it. Uh, Coach, uh, Roman Beans, CBS Colorado, you talked about that offensive identity, uh, but you've got clean slate, haven't seen a lot of these players. So what are the keys to really fast-tracking that offensive identity? So you're ready to roll by the fall. Yeah, I mean, again, just being clear and concise with our standards and expectations are, right? You know, we... we we want to define everything as best we can, and that's probably some of my journalism major coming out to where words matter to me so that when we're talking about a technique or a fundamental or a mindset, we're, we're aligned and we're thinking about it through the same lens and that there's not some guys going one direction or some guys going the other direction. So, you know, there's going to be an attitude and a temperament and a mindset and a demeanor every single time we step inside the white lines of what the clear expectations are. And hopefully when you all come see practice, right, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, and what you guys experience aligns with what we're saying. Otherwise, we got to do a better job coaching. Um, was it a difficult decision to part ways with Kent State? What was kind of your processes and like assessing what you want to do next after talking with Coach Prime? It was one of the hardest decisions I've, I've ever made. And, you know, for anyone that was in that, that team meeting when I told my team at Kent, I mean, that, that was rough and I wear my emotions on my sleeve and it was, it was very, very hard to do. Um, and there was a lot of layers that went into the ultimate decision, but ultimately it came down to what was best for me and my family. And, you know, that was something that me and my wife Many years ago, when we started garnering some attention for different opportunities, you know, we, we put together a very set criteria of what it is that our family desires and what our non-negotiables were. And the city of Boulder and you know, Colorado hit all those marks. And then, obviously, from a professional standpoint, that's a different set of criteria. And Coach Prime and the opportunity here hit that. And so, you know, it was extremely difficult, and we had to take the emotion out of it and do what was best for our family. Hey, Coach, uh, Pat Graham from Associated Press. Uh, welcome, first of all. Um, I'm being kind of facetious here a little bit, but uh, how much of your success on offense is not wanting to disappoint Coach Prime? <laughs> I mean, not very much at all. <laughs> you know, like, I, it's, uh, I don't think anyone's going to have higher standards or expectations, you know, for what we're going to do offensively than me. You know, so if, if I can do that and, and meet those marks, which is going to be very hard to do, uh, I think we're going to be okay. Hey, Coach. Jimmy Sierra Foss, 247 Sports. What does uh, Coach Bill O'Boyle bring to this team? Yeah, an identity, a temperament, and, and knowledge about what we're going to do. And, again, the mindset of, of how we need to get it done. Hi, Coach. Uh, Sean Keel of the Denver Post. I'm going to be a little less facetious than my friend here. Uh, that'll change. Um, regarding this opportunity, it's unusual that someone went to a place that's tough to win and won as a head coach as you did, comes to a coordinator position, you can trust that in the whys and the wherefores. But I'm curious how much autonomy was a factor in that and how much you're going to have and if, to, to, actually to Pat's point, there's pressure 
there because you'll have that kind of autonomy, the play calling, decision, the tempo, because there is a style. You come with the style. Sure. Take it or leave it, and that's what people are going to presume is going to come. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as far as pressure, I don't, I don't think some pressure is something that you feel. I think it's something that you apply. So I don't feel that. Um, you know, and again, I know the arena that I stepped into. I think anyone who decides to get in this profession, you, you know what the arena is. You, you know, again, that there's going to be critics and everything else that comes along with it. And again, as a play caller, I think the play caller, the quarterback get far too much praise and far too much criticism. But again, that's the arena that you step into. And either you embrace it and you accept it and you kind of put the blinders on and go. Like we were actually talking about this as quarterbacks the other day. Like you got to make a choice. Either you're going to choose to, to be elite and go win championships or you can choose to you know, not get criticized. But you can't do both because either way, if you're going to be elite and you're going to be great and you're going to go with championships, you're going to get criticized. If you're not going to get criticized, well, then you're just kind of hanging out in the average and you just kind of mosey along and none of us are here to be average. Pat Rooney, forward to the camera. Uh, Coach, just wondering, going back to your comment about not watching film with the guys yet because you want to kind of have a clean slate when you get into practice here in a few weeks, but... Just curious, where did that approach kind of uh, get developed within you? Where did that come from? You know, yeah. a lot of coaches might come in and do the opposite and devour as much film as possible, but where did yeah. your approach kind of come from? That stems directly from Coach Babers, and I was fortunate to be with him when we got to Eastern Illinois and, you know, we got to Bowling Green, Syracuse, and all the stops that we were at, you know, to where, again, you don't know what was being told. You don't know what was being coached. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent, right? You just you don't know. And the same way that our kids don't know what they don't know right now about our style of play. And so, again, like start fresh, have a clean slate. And as coaches, all we do is evaluate, right? So if I turn the tape on, I'm going to start evaluating. And again, I don't know what that kid was being taught. And I don't know if that's ability or thought process. So I want to start fresh and be clean, be clear, be concise about what our standards and expectations are, how we want things done. And then I'll, I'll evaluate off of that as we move forward. I think that makes it fair for everyone. And I think that's all that we want, right, is a fair shot at an opportunity to, to make the most of it. Okay, two more, Brian. Go ahead. Coach, uh, two-part question on quarterbacks. Um, you talked about you know, playing with or working with Shadour and mm -hmm. how excited you are with that and what your impression of him so far. Then also I'm curious, you know, behind him there's very little experience and how comfortable are you with that? And, you know, is there a thought process of maybe trying to add some experience before the season? Yeah, I mean, again, we'll get into the work to see what we have, and I'll be able to evaluate it to know if there's any sort of movement or anything that we need to do with that. I, I know all the guys in the room, you know, are, are doing a really good job. They're, they're hungry to learn right now, and, and there's, you know, only so much we can do this time of year until we turn the page and get to, to spring ball. But the things that we can do and the way that they're being attentive and the way that they're stealing a little extra time on their own and getting extra work, I can tell that they're excited about what we're doing, the way the things that we're, we're implementing it, and, and, and eager to really, you know, get to a 20-hour work week with them during spring ball and, and really dive into the, to the real work that winning requires. And, and obviously developing them as quarterbacks and the lifestyle that that is. Hey, Coach, I know you said you haven't gotten to the film, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on Travis Hunter and how crucial the piece he would be to your offense. Yeah, I mean, I think when Travis was coming out, right, like well aware of him and, you know, highly regarded as just kind of a great all-around football player. And, again, great players make great coaches. And that's the reason why I'm sitting in front of you guys. I was fortunate to be around great players that bought into our vision. And the more great players that we can get, 
the better off we're going to be, and it kind of makes us be better coaches, you know. So uh, I'm excited to have him and, you know, again, develop the other guys that are around him and, and the full members of this offensive unit, and, and that's our job to pour into them, to, to challenge Travis and, and everyone that's in the room and, and support them and develop them so they can become the best version of themselves. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate cool. your time. Thank you, guys. Coach Terrell, we'll get you up here. Good job. All right, we'll open up with questions for uh, Coach Harrell. Coach, I'll do the first one, just what your time in like has been in Boulder so far. I mean, it's been a couple weeks, but we'll get started there and then open up the questions. Sure. Uh, it's been fun. You know, it's, it's some adjustments, you know, coming from um, Jackson, Mississippi, originally from Miami, Florida. Um, but the thing about, you know, Colorado is it's a beautiful place. You know, I look forward as far as bringing my family here in this atmosphere. I've been spending most of my time as far as going to different areas, trying to find their home find the right school system for my seven-year-old. But as far as coming here, coming to work, uh, seeing the things that we have in place, you know, it's a great place and a great feeling to be a part of. Coach Brian Howell from Boulder David Cameron. You've been a head coach. Yes. So I've uh, been with Coach Sanders for a few years. So you have that assistant head coach role. Um, talk about that role a little bit and like how your past experiences are going to help you in that to be able to you know, kind of run those things on the days that sure. you know, he's not around and things sure. like that. Now, we have a, a very unique situation, you know, when it comes to the relationship with Coach Prime and I. When I met him four years ago, before he became head coach at Jackson State, uh, we had maybe about three or four conversations. And it, it was basically my head coaching experience. Some of the things, you know, Coach Prime really looks into things before he makes decisions. And um, so the conversation was based on some of the things that I've been through as a head coach especially at an HBCU level. That's where most of my experience came from. So he just wanted to know some of the ins and outs as far as how to go about it, you know, some of the things structure-wise, organization-wise, some of the things to expect. And through that conversation, we build trust. And um, that's how I was able to join him on his first task, his first endeavor at Jackson State. And I was able to be his, his guy as far as assistant head coach. So we do a lot of scheduling together from that point to now. A lot of things that um, I know what he likes, you know, because Prime is almost like like your wife. You got to almost know when to be around him. You got to know sometimes when he's in that mood, don't be around him. It's about spacing. It's all about timing when it comes to Coach Prime. He's a different guy, and, and I just know him based on being around him, trying to see how he thinks, you know, just trying to be a great, uh, a great assistant coach as far as having things prepared schedule-wise, things before those things come upon uh, on his desk and just present it to him. And he's going to go through it, some things he likes, some things he don't. And uh, we just work well together what works best for the program, the team, and coaches when it comes to scheduling, which is so important in, in, in a program. Hi, Coach. Uh, Nikki Edwards, U Sports Report. When Coach Prime got the job to come yes. to Colorado, did you know instantly that you wanted to follow him here? And what yes. was your decision-making behind coming, coming here? Um, just because I've been in coaching for about 22 years. And in this business, you need someone that can take you places that you probably can't get to on your own. And I know I had a special guy when I met Coach Prime. I knew he was going places based on some of the things that we implemented within a short span of time at Jackson State. Uh, do I want to be a head coach again? I definitely do. But just the right situation, right timing. Um, but when I knew that things was going to happen for Coach Prime, I just want to make sure I position myself to be ready for that opportunity. And, and, and I would not be here if it wasn't for the trust and loyalty that I gave to him along the way. You know, everyone knew when he had to go out based on the injury, you know, I was 
fortunate to be chosen to continue that path for those four or five games. And I think the way I went about it, you know, kept things on track the way he would and just keep the chemistry of the players and the coaches, I think that went a long way. And um, for this level, um, I think that's something that he knew would be needed as far as just having good people around you. And that's what he thrive on. You know, when you look around the staff that we have, we have guys from different teams, different places of the world. Uh, but once we're around each other, I think he did a great job as far as selecting the coaches that we have because we get along very well. Uh, when we're here, we enjoy work. When we go home and come back, it's like the same temperament that we have. And, that, and that's tough. When you can find 10 coaches, 10, you know, grown men that can get along uh, in this profession, it's kind of difficult. But I think he did a great job from the coordinators to the position coach. You know, we have a great staff, and I'm just fortunate to be a part of it. Hi, Coach. Adam Munster Tiger from 24-7 Sports. I'm curious, what's the origin of your nickname, Flea? Is that something that goes back to, to your playing days? It goes back to high school. Uh, just I'm from Miami, Florida, went to Miami Northwestern. Uh, I played punk return. I was small in stature, 5'6", 150. You know, if you, back then, it was, practice was like game, it was like reps, like actually hitting, you know, not, not walkthroughs. And I was told to go back to fill a punt uh, just to see how it goes. I was a sophomore in college trying to make varsity, and I filled the punt. I scored on the first one, just like any other coach. And they said, let me see it again. So I went back, you know, in my years, this is like live reps. Uh, in my mind, I'm running for my life, but in their mind, they got a great punt returner. So I was able to do it again. And after that second one, they said, we got a flea on our hand. And it's just been flea since high school, college, NFL. Now it's Coach Flea. Coach Sean Keeler at the Denver Post. You mentioned there's a lot of guys from a lot of different backgrounds yes. on this staff. I saw like Tim Brewster's been here before, knows the area, but a lot of guys are from Florida and Texas. The weather the last two days is not Florida and Texas. Mm -hmm. So you get to see a lot of how Coach Prime has adapted to kind of, it's a little bit of a fish out of water story. Are there some stories that have happened that, that you've been amusing or maybe you could share that you haven't yes. seen with him when you've got a guy who can't, you know, can't find grits and boulder, right. whatever. How has he adapted to a, basically a normal, Cold place. I think he's still adapting. Um, you know, in Jackson, when I, when I first met Coach Bryant, we all know, we know when it's practice time, uh, when he come outside, if it's raining, if it's chilly, we're not going outside, no matter what. I mean, he do not like the rain, he do not like the cold. And it's interesting because when Colorado was, you know, somewhere in the picture as far as being a possibility, we thought, no way, you know, no way possible because of Coach Bryant. You know, he's a, he's a Florida guy. You know, he loves those those type elements. Uh, but I think when he came here and saw the area, you know, and while we're here, you know, even myself, uh, like Colorado, no way, you know, being from Miami. But it's a different type of code. You know, it, it feels different, and we feel like we can adjust. But just everything surrounding this place, this is a sleeping giant, and we, we could not let weather be a factor as far as making that decision. But you best believe, you, you know, when it's raining, when it's cold, will be inside when it comes to practice. Hey, Coach, uh, Tony Casola, Buffalo's Wire. In an ideal world, do yes. you see uh, the running back group having a bell cow or, you know, and identifying one running back mm -hmm. or doing more of a running back by committee? You know, we like to find that one guy. You know, that's all-purpose guy. In this offense, you know, you got to be smart. you got to think like a quarterback when it comes to protection, when it comes to understand what we call the box, uh, things of that nature. So you got to know how to think like a quarterback, you got to be well conditioned because, you know, Sean, you know, he dials it up, you know, he goes pretty fast. 
So with those things, being smart, being well-conditioned, being tough, being able to compete, you know, playing some special teams, you know, we believe, you know, I know a lot of coaches will say the, thing, the same thing, but we feel like we're the toughest group, you know, tougher position on the team. We want to have that same mindset. Um, do we have that guy? You know, we got to go through spring and find out, you know, as far as the guy on the team. Deion Smith does some great things. You know, Hank is a smaller guy, but he plays tough. And we have some guys coming in. But we're going to take our time as far as evaluating guys in the spring just to find that right guy because, you know, we spread guys out to load in that box, make the box um, conducive to what we're trying to do for the run game. And we got to make sure we have a guy that can take full advantage that's going to be disciplined, get downhill in the run game, that's going to be where he needs to be protection-wise, but just be that, that quarterback in the backfield and making the right checks and right reads. Hey, Coach, Tyler King, Denver Gazette. Just curious, you know, obviously no one knows HBCU football more than you from your time as a player and yes. coach. Just curious, how much fun was the last couple of years at Jackson State with Coach Prime? Just kind of seeing the explosion of interest and coverage in HBCU football, not just Jackson State, but yeah. the SWAC as well. And kind of what are you hoping going forward for, for HBCU football? You know, you hope they, they can, um, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, when you, I'm an HBCU guy. I played there. I coached there as an assistant. I, I coached there as a head coach. And I, I coached in the, in the MEAC and, and uh, I coached in the SWAC Southwest Athletic Conference. You know, it's, it's tough. And it's, it's Jackson State is a different entity. Coach Prime is a different person. It was just a Coach Prime, and, and it's not too many Coach Prime that can do the things that he's able to do, the type of networking, the type of things that he brings to a program. And Jackson State is probably when it comes to attendance. They already average maybe about 20,000, 25,000. A game, you know, for those two to come together, Coach Prime kind of in heightened those things. He kind of put it on a map where now it, it was a spotlight that folks would see the culture that Jackson State already had. I mean, they got four Hall of Famers, uh, so the culture was there, the tradition was there, but Coach Prime just added a different element that took it to a whole different level where now the country was able to see it. He brought hope not only to the uh, the college but to the the city. You know, he brought revenues to the city, so. Within those two years, there was just so much good that came into it. And for me, you know, being that place with low resources, um, not able to figure out some things as far as getting things done, and see Coach Prime come in and just draw the Walmarts and the big business, uh, even the commission, the NFL, just to help Jackson State to get it where it needs to be financially with the resources. You know, you hope other schools can see that with the resources, with the giving back through the alum, that this can possibly be throughout the different schools, the different conference. Uh, but it takes time. You know, it's not easy. And you got to have a right guy in place. It's only one Coach Brown. You know, we try to tell a lot of guys that. And I think we'll realize that as we get going. I mean, he thinks differently. You know, he gets up in the morning and he's always thinking about making things around him better. You know, making sure his coaches, his players, his staff, everybody's in position to have success. And he does that on a day-to-day -day basis. So it was so much fun that we had at Jackson State being able to you know, win and does all. You know, it creates you know, an environment where it helps and heighten everything by winning. And we was fortunate to win. And now coming here and winning is going to do so much for this city and for this, for this campus. Okay, last one. Pat, go ahead. Hey, Coach, kind of play devil's advocate off what you just said. Great answer there, by the way. Thank you guys you. have won so much and been yeah. so successful everywhere you've been. And yeah. under, I'm just wondering, in football, it's going to have its ups and downs. We haven't seen the downs and how Coach Prime responds. What's he like when he faces adversity? Is he, is he big and tougher? What's that like? He, you know, I, he handles adversity. I, 
you don't want to be around it when during that time is going on. I tell you that, you know. But me being with Coach Prime, a guy his first time being a college coach, you know, is a story that I always embedded in my head. You know, he's a guy when he approaches something, he approaches softly until he really have confidence in what he's doing. And once he gets it, he gets it and he runs away with it. You know, that first year as a head coach, you could tell he was filling things out, but he was so good at mastering things, you know, so good at managing people. Um, so we was able to win right away. But that second year, you could see, just through that one-year experience, the type of head coach when it comes to everything that involves the decision-making, he went to a whole different level. Um, so we had some adversities all the time at, uh, at Jackson State, outside of football with a water crisis. You know, a lot of things that we didn't have in place when it comes to the training table. You know, he faced adversity on a day-to-day basis, but he attacked it differently. You know, it, it, when he realized something needed to be fixed, you know, he got people involved, and then he brought it to everyone's attention. This is what we're doing. This is how we improve it. But when it comes to the game of football, you know, as the game is going on, things are not going well. He's very calm. He's very cool. Halftime, he gets more animated as far as with the coaches. But the way he works the sideline, and I think that goes back to uh, being a Hall of Fame, a football player and baseball player, how he was able to manage both, but have the composure to get through different situations. That's how he was on the sideline. But meetings, halftime, you see a different Coach Bryant. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. Coach Boyle, you ready? Uh, all right, thanks, Coach Boyle, for joining us. I'll give you the first one, just what your time's been like the last uh, six, eight weeks here that you've been in Boulder, and then we'll open up for questions. Extremely busy. So uh, once we uh, found out we were on our road to Boulder, uh, you know, it's been on the road recruiting. Uh, it's been getting to know the players. Uh, it's been uh, recruiting and recruiting and recruiting, basically. So, you know, it's been, uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind. You know, since Coach Lewis made the decision to come out of here from Kent State. Coach Brian Allen from Bullet Daily Camera. Uh, you've been coaching for a long time, but I believe this is your first time in Power Five. Uh, what, what's been some differences you've noticed in uh, the first eight weeks? I know you haven't played games yet, but any differences from here to as opposed to where you've been? You know where I've been <laughs> from before? A lot of differences. Yeah. Uh, you just the uh, uh, overall attitude, the facilities, the uh, you know, the uh, type of athletes you're working with, uh, you know, there's such a big change, you know, from from pretty much coaching at every every level that there is, except for D3. So I've been through them all. And uh, just, like I said, overall the facilities and just blew me away when I came in here. You know, I could not believe how nice, you know, and I've been through Boulder before. Uh, we practiced here when I was... Uh, head coach at Shattern State, we practiced here when we played at uh, Colorado Mines. And, uh, you know, but you just get to see the practice fields. You don't get to see this, you know, so it, it's it's been a big change. Hi, Coach. Nikki Edwards, CU Sports Report. Uh, I'm curious just how you got involved in conversations and coming to Colorado with uh, Sean Lewis. Uh, basically, I'm along with Coach Lou. Uh, I'm the uh, offensive line coach and been with him for five years. And uh, just uh, overall honor to be with him, learn his system, and uh, being the offensive line coach. He called me in about two weeks before our last game and just said, what do you think about Colorado? And, you know, I'd been out here for just about 20 years, north here about five hours, and I uh, said, Coach, it didn't matter where he went, I was going with him. 
you know, so that's what it came down to. But uh, again, it's an honor to be here. It's great to be back in this area. Uh, know a lot of people around here, coach a lot of kids around here. Uh, so it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's great to be here in Boulder. Hi, Coach. Adam Munster Tiger, 24-7 Sports. Coach Lewis obviously runs an up-tempo system offensively. What specific traits as a result of that do you look for when you're recruiting an offensive lineman? We pretty much changed all of our, how we look at uh, an offensive lineman out of high school and what we're looking at, of course, now with the junior colleges in the portal. The biggest thing I look at is, is how athletic they are. And I'm not just saying this as a, as a recruiting point, but the offense we run is, for an offensive lineman, it's a blast. I mean, you're pulling, you're moving. Uh, you're not just moving from here, here to the end of the desk. Uh, you have to be athletic. You have to be able to play in space, change direction. You know, and it's, it's, it's exciting. You're not thinking about it, but you're running all the time. And it's really changed on how we how we recruit a kid and what he can do on the field, how he moves, how he changes direction, uh, how athletic he is. You know, all those come into play now. It's not just about being big and strong and stiff anymore and moving three feet. You know, you have to be able to get out and move in space. You know, and that's the biggest thing I look at right now. Hey, Coach, Jake Schwann, it's DMBR Sports. Uh, you obviously followed Coach Lewis over, but you guys have also brought uh, Savion Washington with you. What kind of player are you, is Colorado getting in him, and what can you do for this offense? You're getting a great character kid. Uh, you're getting a great athlete. Uh, I've known Savion, man. He came to our camps at Kent when he was a sophomore, junior. 6'8", uh, man, I think he's been 6'8 forever. And uh, he is he's really grown into... Uh, great player, you know, and, and his I think his ceiling is still climbing. I think he's he's got a lot of potential, and uh, we're still working with that. But uh, you know, I, I I was holding my breath the whole time. You know, when when you're at the Power Five now, or when you're at the Group of Five, and you develop a kid as a freshman or sophomore in this this day and age, you're holding your breath the whole time if somebody doesn't come in and take them. You know, and that was the deal with Savion. We knew, uh, matter of fact, I talked to Coach Lewis this summer at a summer camp, and we were watching uh, some bigger athletes, some kids in some camps, and I just said, man, it's just a matter of time for Savion. You know, and uh, fortunately, well, we end up coming here, and we end up getting him here. So uh, big things ahead for Savion. Hey, Coach Ryan, coming for DMVR. Uh, you use the word fun when talking about this offense for offensive linemen. When I watch it, I think the word demanding. I'm curious if you agree with that, and, and if so, what's the key to coaching this and getting guys uh, to, to you know, work in this system? You know, I think overall just work ethic. You know, I wouldn't call it demanding. I think, uh, I think it's just part of the job. And, you know, one of the things we take a lot of pride in, and it's just from the guys that coach me and the, guys, the offensive line coaches, you know, I was fortunate enough to grow up under. Uh, the fun comes with winning, obviously. And uh, that's what we have to work toward. Uh, but just the daily grind of it when you're out there is taken away by what you do. You know, being able to pull on a safety, uh, being able to uh, pull from the backside all the way to the corner on the other side. I mean, the things we can do with this offense 
like I said, you're not just running three yards and turn around and getting in a huddle. You know, those days are gone with this group. So um, I think the funnest part for me right now is is the practices, obviously, and just developing these guys in the offseason and looking forward to spring ball. You know, it's going to be night and day compared to what they're used to, and I'm, I'm hoping they believe me, and I'm, I'm reminding them every day. Coach Tyler Kate Denver Gazette. You mentioned your time at Chadron State. I'm just curious, you know what you learned during that that period of time, and kind of what you remember about the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Obviously, you know Colorado School of Mines is a very successful local team the last couple of years there. What do you remember about that time? What did you learn about yourself while you were there? Uh, basically, you, you grow up in, in Division Two. I miss Division Two. To be honest with you, uh, I miss the relationships. I, I miss the staff we had. I miss the players. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I was asked earlier what the difference is between uh, Power Five in and, and Colorado and a place like Chattern State. You know, depth, obviously, you don't have the depth, but there's kids there that I would take right now that I had in those, in those days. You know, the toughness part, uh, you know, Danny Woodhead, you know, uh, you know uh, Joe McClain, our quarterback, you know, I, I can name off 50 guys. You know that we had at Shattern, and the, and obviously the coaching staff. You know the guys I coached around; those guys can coach anywhere. You know, so uh, learned a lot, obviously, and especially as being a, a coordinator, a strength coach, a, a head coach, to painting the game fields on Thursday, to doing the laundry, to you do it all. You know, and and uh, I love that stuff. I still do it now if I could. I'm not paying near, but you know I'm doing as much as I can. Right, two more. Go ahead, Jack. Um, hi, Coach. Uh, Jack Carlo with the Buffalo's Wire. Uh, not sure how much film you've watched. I know Coach Lewis said he hasn't watched much, but just curious what your overall thoughts are on the current group of O-linemen at CU. A lot of work. A lot of work to do. And that's just from uh, I'm never going to knock any other programs or any other staffs, but you know we've got a lot of ground to make up strength-wise. Uh, the physical part really has to come along. And that's something that jumped out right off the bat. And, uh, you know, that's going to happen. Uh, but I think the overall development, and like I said before, I, I think getting these guys in a mindset to where you're going to run, you, we're going to run 100 plays a game, and we might hit 150 plays in practice. You know, just getting that attitude to where get yourself ready. You know, it's coming. And I mentioned that before, and, and you hope they believe you. Uh, but it, it's... I think right now the kids are doing a great job in the weight room. They're doing a great job with the little time we get with them uh, throughout the week, and that's why I said before I, I am I cannot wait until spring ball. Coach Sean Keeler with the Denver Post who lets you out with a deep one here. How is how is working for Deion Sanders different than what you thought or might have thought because you're working with him for the first time? And how is it similar? How is it what you expected so far? And how is it? because we're all learning that too. I love the fact that he is, and I didn't know Coach Prime at all before I took the job, just the old school approach. You know, not saying I'm, a, I'm an old timer, you know, but just being around the guys that coach me, that, that I've been with, I, I love the discipline part of it. That's a big deal to me. Uh, and he, he brings that up every day. You know, I love his staff meetings. He doesn't beat around the bush. You're going to know exactly where you stand with him. 
you know, there there are so many great qualities that that I love about him. You know, uh, you know how there are no individuals on that practice field. Everybody dresses the same, or you don't come out to practice. You know, so just that mindset that we're we're in this together. Nobody's a separate. Nobody's an individual. And he constantly reminds us, you know, of where we're at and, and what you should be doing. You know, and I love that fact, man. He doesn't beat around the bush, and those are the kind of guys I love. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Yep. Man. How we doing, guys? We'll keep it efficient. We've run about two minutes behind here, so I'll start you off with us, telling everyone else how the first few weeks have been in Boulder, then we'll open up for questions. Okay. Oh, oh my first two weeks here at Boulder? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been it's been unbelievable. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, and I've I've lived kind of everywhere across the country at, at this point for the most part. Um, you know, I played in the Pac-12 at, at Washington State, and um, once I left and I got into coaching, um, I always told myself like, man, I I would I would absolutely love if I somehow landed back here at the University of Colorado, and it just it's kind of funny how life plays out sometimes, you know, and and obviously being being here with with Coach Prime and um, you know, getting started here these first few weeks, it's it's been unbelievable. Um, the the city, uh, the fan base, you know, people are ready to win here. Fans are ready to win. Um, the support we have, I mean, this beautiful building that, that we have, and and what we're allowed to do in here. And so, um, it's just truly a blessing. And I, you know, I freaking I, I looked out my, my window today, and and I see the the mountains and the snow and all that, and I I got to pinch myself, you know, just just being here. So um, it's been incredible so far. Coach Brian Howell from the Bullet Daily Camera. Uh, you obviously played for Coach Leach, uh, had a chance to be an offensive coordinator this last year. How much did that experience uh, you know, kind of elevate you as a coach? But also, how much did you uh, talk with Coach Leach before he passed and you know, kind of lean on him and get some advice uh, throughout your coaching journey? You know, Co- Coach Leach, he was, um, you know, he, he was a simple man. He, he really was. And um, most of what I took from him, I took as a player and um, a lot of it was was caught other than taught if that makes sense and just just by the way he interacted by the way he coached the simplicity um, of which he coached um, a lot of that I just I caught that as a player and I, I learned how to handle you know different situations um, you know based off you know what, what coach leach w- was given and, and how he taught things um, but he's been instrumental in um, and everywhere that, that I've been, and obviously, you know, I, I wouldn't be here today, um, you know, if it, if it weren't for him and, and his relationship with, with Coach Prime. Um, so, um, you know, he, he's he's one of the greats, you know, and um, you know, him him getting helping me get that role um, last year at, at Jackson State and, and being in that role that that was huge for me in my career, my development, um, being at that stage and, and at that level, and you just. You know, you know, all, all eyes are on you, you know, and, and every everyone's watching what you do. And um, at the end of the day, none, none of that matters. The only thing that matters is just, you know, the, the people in that building and the, the players, the coaches, and, and what you do to get better every single day. And that's how we're approaching it here. That's how I'm approaching it here. I'm, I'm in a different role. I'm coaching the receivers, and, and those are my guys. And my job as a coach right now is to hold all those guys accountable to the standard that, that we've set as coaches every single day. Coach uh, Nikki Edwards, CU Sports Report. Uh, you worked closely with Shador Sanders last season. How do you overall describe his play style as a quarterback? And do you think he's, of course, you'd probably say yes, but do you think he's ready for this Power Five opportunity? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, as far as arm talent goes, 
um, he's as good as I've I've seen at this level. You know, uh, you know I've, I've been around you know guys like like Carson Strong, who's a two-time Mountain West um, player at Nevada, and I mean. He, he could touch anywhere on the field. Shador can. He, he really can. He could process really fast. He understands what defenses are trying to do to him. Um, you know, as a quarterback, he has a very, very high IQ level. He, he really does. And so, um, you know, he's, he's still developing. He's still young. You know, he's going into his junior year, and, and this is a big offseason for him. But, you know, he, he has the, the, the coaching. You know, he has the coaches around him. He has the offensive line, you know, he's got receivers around him, so he's got a system around him. Um, it's just a matter of making sure everyone's on the same page, and he's going to do big things this year. There's no doubt about it. Hi, Coach Adam Munster Tiger, 24-7 Sports. Being the new receivers coach, I'm curious, with Jordan Tyson, did you go back and watch some of the film of what he did last year, and how is he coming along with his recovery? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jordan Tyson is, is a phenomenal player. And, um, you know, we've got to take things one step at a time. Um, I'm disappointed I'm not going to be able to see him this spring, you know, but um, it, it is what it is. You know, we, we look forward to getting him back in the fall. And, and once that happens, you know, I, I, I'd like to see it in person, exactly what he could do. So, you know, we, we've watched all the tape. We know what he's capable of. He's a guy who has had experience, who has been in the fire. So um, he's going to be a good addition to our room. He, he, he really is. And, um, you know, the, the, the talent level is there. It's just a matter of getting him acclimated to the new system, you know. And so, um, which he's doing, you know, he, he's doing right now. Um, it's just he, he's got to do everything in his power right now to make sure that his, his body and, and his mental is there for when he gets back on the field in the fall. Hey, Brad, Sean Keeler, the Denver Post. You're, I believe, in a unique position here. If I'm not mistaken, you just went from working for Jay Norvell to working with Deion Sanders. That game's going to be coming up in a few months. I'm sure you know that. I wonder if you could compare, contrast the two, having kind of gone from one staff to another. Jay, Jay Norvell is, is one of my, my favorite coaches and, and honestly person in, in the world. He was, he was incredible to me. He's an incredible coach. He's an incredible leader. You know, a lot of what I've learned um, from wide receiver play has, has come from him, you know, and that's, that's his specialty. Um, you know, he, he hired me at, at Nevada. He, he took me under his wing. And, and he was huge for me there. Um, comparing him to Coach Prime, there, there's really, there's no comparison you could make to someone like Coach Prime. He just, you know, you can't, you can't really make that comparison with, with anybody. It's just, it's completely different. Um, but yeah, they're, they're right up the road. And I, I, you know, I look forward to connecting with them um, soon here. Because um, I, I got a relationship with, with a bunch of those guys up there in, in Fort Collins. But we look forward to playing them week three. Okay, just two more. We got to stay on time. Tyler and Pat, go ahead. Yeah, but Tyler King can represent. Just curious, uh, kind of what your impressions are of, of Sean Lewis's offense, kind of how similar it was to what you guys were running last season at Jackson State, and what, how kind of he's leaned on you so far to kind of implement things and what your kind of process yeah. has been like in, in learning the offense. Sean Lewis is, is unbelievable, man. He, he's, he's as sharp as they come. Um, he, he really is. Um, you know, what we're doing here, our, our identity you know, we're going to play fast, you know, and there, there's some different things we'll, we'll do alignment-wise and, and split-wise, um, but we're, we're just trying to create a, a horizontal stretch on the defense, um, really just put them in conflict where they, they got to make a decision of, you know, do they want to stop the run or, or do they want to cover? And, you know, if, if they want to stop the run, then, then we're going to throw the ball down the field. And, and when we throw the ball down the field, we're, it's, it's going to be a vertical passing game. Um, a lot of that, a lot of the drop-back passing um, that, that we're doing, it's, it's similar you know, to, to the stuff that, that I'm accustomed to and, and to what I've done. Um, 
everyone's got their their twist on things, and I I really like his twist on things. He he's super sharp. He's super detailed. He's he's an incredible teacher. Um, so I look forward to uh, learning a lot from him. Hey, Coach, uh, Pat Grant from the Associated Press. I, I didn't give a long answer probably on this, but just a Cliff Notes version of you. But like a player uh, that's reached the status that uh, Dion did in his career, they typically don't make the best coaches. They maybe they demand too much, but, but he's the exception. Why is he the exception? He's an unbelievable leader. I mean, if I, you say, what, what's, what's the, the greatest quality of, of Coach Prime? Like the first thing that pops into my mind is leader. He, he's a leader, and he's a person that, that people gravitate towards. And, you know, he, he leads by example. You know, he, he's the hardest worker in the building. Um, you know, he, he's here all the time. He's, he's leading by example. Um, he's doing everything right and saying everything right. And so, you know, coaches and players alike, they, they gravitate towards, you know, a, a person like that. So um, when I think of Coach Prime, he, he makes a great head coach because he's a great leader. And I think OB touched on this before, but he, he with conflict and, and adversity, he just he takes it head on. There, there's, no, there's no beating around the bush. Um, if there is any sort of conflict at all, coaches, players, anybody in the building, we address it. You know, we, we address it and we learn how to attack it and, and we move forward. Um, and so that, that's something that he's really good at. He's really good at relationships. He's really good at getting to know people. And what people don't understand, too, is like, you know, every single player on, on this team, which, you know, he's still getting to know, you know, some for the most part. But, you know, I know at, at Jackson State, he, he had a, a relationship with every single one of those guys. And, and that's what he's in the process of, of doing here. He, he's going to have a nickname for everybody. He's going to have, a, you know, a special, you know, sort, sort of um, – you know, maybe greeting or, or handshake with, with one of the kids. So he, he's unbelievable when it comes to that uh, sort of thing. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate right, the time. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Thanks, Coach Brewster. Uh, these are the B guys, the guys that are here every day. So I'll start the first one. Just how your first couple months in Boulder have been, and then we'll open it up to some questions. Well, it's... it's uh, it's been a wonderful couple of months and, you know, coming off of a tremendous season with Coach Prime at Jackson State uh, and, and coming to the University of Colorado, which I've, I'm very familiar. Um, I used to coach for the Denver Broncos. My middle son was recruited by the University of Colorado and uh, I was at the University of Texas. We came here to play the University of Colorado, uh, so I'm very familiar with Ralphie and all the different things that that make the University of Colorado a very special place. It is obviously um, a beautiful place, um, but what we have to do and what I'm so excited, you know, the process has begun on bringing the Colorado Buffs back to relevance in college football. That's absolutely critical. We're here to win, I'm here to win, Coach Prime is here to win. Uh, We're here to win now. Uh, It's not a rebuilding process. Uh, This is a process that we are attacking on a daily basis and trying to make this program great again. Uh, Bill McCartney is a a tremendous friend of mine. Uh, His son, Mike, lived with me when he was at the University of North Carolina as a GA. I was there as a coach, and and, uh, I just have so much respect for Coach McCartney and what he accomplished here at Colorado, and I'm just looking forward to doing my part in helping make the Colorado bus 
of the type of team that the, uh, the state of Colorado can be very proud of. Coach Brian Howell from Bullard and Cameron. Uh, you've been a head coach. Uh, most of these guys we've talked to, they've been head coaches. Uh, how much does that help uh, that you guys have so many, so much experience but in that type of role? You know, I, I'm just, I've been amazingly blessed to have coached at every level, high school, college, the National Football League, um, been a head coach. Uh, and, and, you know, next season is going to be, I believe, my 37th year, you know, as a coach. And uh, uh, it benefits me to having stood before the team, um, talked to the team, um, you know, experience is invaluable. It really is. And, and the number one prerequisite that a coach has to bring, and I think the experience, what you're asking, truly helps that, is energy, positive energy on a daily basis, energy and expertise. And if you can combine those two things and really translate that to the kids, the energy and my obligation is expertise to be able to teach these guys at a level that uh, maybe they haven't been taught before. Um, but, but the experience plays a huge part in that. Uh, I can impart some things with Coach Prime. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's an amazing leader. Uh, but I think the, the accumulation of all the experience that we have on the staff is certainly going to be beneficial for us as we, as we get into this year. Hey, Coach, Jake Schwann, it's Sports. I'm just curious, uh, in your time, you've been a pretty accomplished recruiter. What do you think makes you such a good recruiter and able to relate to these kids? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm about relationships and relating to kids and talking to them on a level that they can understand. You know, the, the whole key in recruiting is, okay, you're going to make a phone call, right? You're calling a recruit, and is that recruit looking forward to your phone call? Is he freaking jacked that Coach Brew is getting ready, you know, is, is on the other line calling him? And, I, you know, you really strive to build that type of relationship with kids and, and, you know, build a relationship that's on a level away from the game. You know, truly getting to know uh, a, a, a kid, you know, as a human being, you know, and letting them know. I think the whole key to success as a coach is – making sure your players understand that you genuinely care about them. You genuinely care about them, their families. If they believe you genuinely care, they're gonna give you their heart and soul. You know, if a, if a recruit believes that I really care about him and his mom and the situation at home and, and all those different things, you know, he's gonna to gravitate to me. And, and, and that's, that's why I'm successful as a recruiter is, is I think that, you know, I love people. I love the interaction. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys in college football that don't enjoy recruiting. You know, I do. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I look forward to doing it every day. I do it every day. 24-7, 365. It's recruiting. That's the name of the game, player acquisition. And I know this. When, when I'm coaching Antonio Gates, when I'm coaching Kyle Pitts, everybody's like, God dang, he's a heck of a coach. Well, I'm gonna go recruit great players, and I'm gonna be a heck of a coach. That's you know, I mean, that's how it is. Hi, Coach Adam Monster Tiger, 24/7 Sports. When did you meet Coach Prime, and how did that relationship evolve to you initially joining him there at Jackson State? You know, it was you know, I was at Florida State University for five years, won a national championship at Florida State, and obviously one of the greatest players to ever 
play for Florida State was Coach Prime. And, and uh, uh, so I knew of, of Coach Prime, and I had met him a couple of different times at Florida State. But then when I really met him was when I went to recruit uh, his school there in Dallas. You know, he was coaching a high school football team there in Dallas. Uh, I went to watch him practice, recruit, the, recruit his players. Um, and we, we, we just kind of hit it off, you know. And, and um, you know, I just, I, I, you have to gravitate to a guy like Coach Prime and, and his personality. But the thing that really guys really, really, you know, gets me fired up about this guy is truly his overall football intellect, okay? He's got tremendous football intellect and not just, you know, defensive back play, but he really sees the big picture. And uh, uh, we just, you know, we began that relationship and, 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 you know, got to know each other. And then the situation came up, I was at the University of Florida and Coach Mullen got let go there, and I was deciding what I wanted to do, you know, and I knew the vision was so clear. I knew exactly what Coach Prime was gonna do. He was gonna go to Jackson State, he was gonna win, he was gonna win big, and he was gonna have opportunities to go to a Power Five school. I think, you know, uh, playing on the highest level is something that really pulls at Coach Prime, his competitive nature. And so um, I just felt really, really strongly about the success that he was going to have at Jackson State. Um, we got to talking. I went over to Jackson State, um, uh, you know, and, and then spending a couple of days with him. And I just, you know, uh, I was really, really excited. And nobody in this room, Okay. Nobody in this room can comprehend the obstacles that we faced at Jackson State, the obstacles that the head coach, Coach Prime, faced as the leader of the program there. And uh, social issues, not being able to drink the water, not, you know, just all different types of obstacles were in our way. And I was just blown away, amazed at how Coach Prime navigated each situation with such tremendous grace and never lost focus on what we were trying to accomplish. And it was, uh, you know, one of the great years in the history of Jackson State University. And in all my years of coaching, guys, um, it was amazingly rewarding. And I just, you know, I, I had an absolute blast with him. Hi, Coach. Hello. Uh, Nikki Evans, CU Sports Report. And we're all fired up for spring practice, but what goes in um, behind the scenes in preparation for spring practice? What are you and the coaching staff doing? You know, we're, we're right now just truly trying to learn exactly what on the offensive side of the ball Coach Lewis wants to accomplish, on the defensive side of the ball what Charlie Kelly, you know, special teams wise. So we're all in a real learning phase right now learning exactly we're, we're we're in a absolute deep dive into learning this offense and defense and 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 you know most importantly getting to know our players getting to know these kids building relationships with these kids so that they know we genuinely care about them so that they're going to give us everything they have when it's time to step on the field so there is not enough time in the day right now 
I mean, it really isn't. You know, we're working from sun up to sun down at trying to build this thing and most importantly, build it right. You know, get the right bricks in the ground. The foundation is being laid and, and spring practice will play a huge part in that. Yeah, I promise coaches we'd be done at two, so we'll do two more. Jimmy, go ahead. Jimmy Sirfoss, 247 Sports. We had a few coaches talk about how Coach Prime kind of has an old-school style to him and the way they've been running practices. What does that mean to you, and what does that mean by an old-school style? Yeah, old-school style, and I, I, I can certainly relate. Um, you know, I coach with Marty Schottenheimer. I coach with Mike Shanahan. I coach with some of the absolute great ones, and there's there's a certain amount of fundamentals. I, I think when you talk about you know, old school, you know, it's, it's the fundamentals that you teach, okay? Blocking, tackling, kick, catching the ball properly, doing the fundamental things that will never change in the success of your football team. And Coach Prime, okay, it goes, Coach Prime was coached by, you know, maybe the greatest, one of the greatest tough hard-nosed coaches. If there's one guy in Coach Prime's life that has made an amazing impact, it's Mickey Andrews at Florida State University, longtime defensive coordinator, you know, and, and his heart was as hard and as you know, Prime is is new age in so many different ways, as you all know, with social media and all that. But when we step between the white lines, uh, he goes back. You know, and that, and that these are the things that we have to do for us to be successful. And it'll never change. You know, things will never change. You know, and so he'll adapt and do the things, but he'll never forget, you know, where he came from. And I know, I know always in coach's ear, Mickey's talking to him. You got to keep your eyes up, keep your head up when you're tackling. Do the thing. You know, we have to, if you're going to be a good tackler in the game, you better practice tackling. You know, and, and, and those are things I think sometimes coaches get away from the fundamental things, and, and I think that's what Prime is, is really, that's what Coach Prime is really all about, is the fundamental things. All right, last one, Sean, go ahead. So, Coach, you mentioned it, and I'm glad you brought that up because there's a fine, you know, it's, it's tricky trying to throw that line between old school discipline and social media. Right. You were kind of in the middle of that. You were senior video. You guys have been very upfront about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Right. Where some guys, you were very loud and very vocal with them. I'm wondering what kind of feedback you got from that and how mixed it was because I think a lot of us in this room got mixed responses and got some parents saying, yeah, I love that. Some parents saying, yeah, I don't. But you're... Are you, are you referring to my welcome to I'm the team? Welcome to the stand-up, sit-down. Yeah, absolutely. The full metal jacket thing. Absolutely, and, 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 you know, it's been wonderful. It really has, and, and I think that the Colorado Buff people are so want to win. They're so, I think, you know, it's time to win again. And to win, you have to have amazing pride in the name on the front of your jersey and the name on the back of your jersey, okay? And when I asked the team to stand up, I didn't sense... A tremendous, you know, like stand up with the pride that you're representing the University of Colorado. I didn't sense that, okay? And I wanted, I wanted those players to, to feel, I'm proud to be a Colorado buff, okay? And, and for us to turn this thing and win, it, it's going to take tremendous player pride. Stand up with your head up and your shoulders back and be excited about where you are. We're not walking softly, okay? 
We're bringing it with every single thing we've got. Okay? And, you know, there's, there's certain people that, that, that maybe, you know, God, I, got, I love the game so much. You know, I love the game so much. And the game deserves to be rewarded by how we, you know, how we do things and how we carry ourselves. I believe if you love football, football is going to love you back. You know, and, and so, uh, uh, I don't know, you guys tell me. You know, there's, uh, there's some people that, you know, all I know is this, is that I, Tim Brewster, am going to pour every ounce of everything I got into making this program great again. And if our players and every other coach responds the same way, we're going to win. What Coach, Coach Prime said, we're coming. I'm waiting to say we're here. <laughs> That's a great place to end it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate Thank you. <laughs>